Hey, ghoul friends, it's me, Adrian, or Aiden, either way, I'm still your host, and you are still listening to Susto, the podcast of Ookie Spooky Scary Stories. How are y'all doing today? Before you fast forward, because I'm sure a lot of you all skip ahead to the meat of the show, or like the protein of the show if you're vegan, but... Before you skip, I have an important announcement, like really important. And before that, I just want to say that I'm really excited because I just saw the trailer for the new Craft movie and I'm so excited. I know nothing can top that movie like nothing like no reboot or remake will probably ever be able to top it and i will say this one looked a little like corny to me but i'm still really excited i'm still gonna watch it because it comes out i think the 28th of october and i'm doing like a tiny little halloween get together with my social pod which is literally like five people i'm excited that we have something to watch so yeah just really excited for that to come out because i love the craft and if you haven't seen it what's wrong with you it is a classic you should watch the original okay so aside from that the really important announcement i have is that as of today october 1st susto has a limited edition planchette pin and you can see a picture of that or a video i haven't decided what i'm going to do yet on the susto social medias so facebook or instagram at susto podcast i'm going to post something about the little pins you're going to see what they look like they're these really really cool clear acrylic pin with uh some artwork in the back that i designed myself 100 from scratch so you can find that again on the social medias and it's limited edition because the only way that you can get that pin is by signing up to be a best school friend on patreon that's patreon.com slash susto podcast so if you want to do that you sign up for that best school friends tier you get all of the benefits of the Patreon, you get the uh, the original uh, like basic Susto sticker, and then you also get the Best Girlfriends exclusive holographic sticker. That one is going to be available like all year round or until I do something new. But um, this pin that I'm releasing for the month of October only, anybody that signs up to be a best school friend or anybody that already is a best school friend in the month of October will get that exclusive pin. There's gonna be no other way to get this. It's only for the month of October. I mentioned in a video, an Asusto vlog that I did for best school friends, because they already got a sneak peek into this, that if there's extras left over, best school friends will be allowed to purchase extras for I think I was going to do $3 a pin but if you're not a best school friend then you can't even purchase it so literally the only way to get that pin is to sign up for that tier it's very exclusive uh, I put a little a lot of love into the design I think it's super cute and I hope you agree but you will see that when you see the uh, the post go up on social media it'll probably go up the afternoon that this, that this episode comes out I mean I pretty much said everything I need to said I always plug the socials and the patreon but you're definitely gonna want to check those out this week or this month uh, because again that pin is is exclusive to this October only yeah like I said in the previous episode and as you've seen from the title of this episode this is satanic panic part two i'm going to read the sidebar story or article that was part of the satanic panic article that i discussed with eddie aka far from heaven in last episode satanic panic part one so if you haven't heard that one go back and listen to that it's going to provide a little bit of context for this episode and yeah like i said i'm just going to be reading that story on this episode and it's really interesting I, i thought it was interesting and i mentioned in the episode before if you haven't listened that 
I was kind of just reading through this story, like not really taking it seriously. And as I read it, I was like, oh, this is kind of horrifying. So I'm excited to share it with you. Also, before I do jump into the episode, I do want to give a warning that there are mentions of suicide, necrophilia, murder, um, rape. This uh, story is a little gory and it does involve infants and children. So just a heads up. And again, uh, as always, you will be able to see this article. I found the clipping of it online. And uh, if if you want to see that, you can uh, sign up for the at least the second tier, the ghoul friends tier on the Patreon, and you have full access to any old previous and new Google Docs. And uh, I'll make a Google Doc uh, exclusively for this post so you can see that story on there. But uh, I hope you're doing well. We are officially in October. I know some people are like, oh, finally it's spooky season, but uh, my apartment has been decorated since literally like the first week of September. I was like, all right, it's time. (laughs) I hope you all are enjoying this season. If you're from the Valley, we're just getting our first cold front. It's beautiful outside. It was yesterday. I haven't gone outside today. Hopefully it's cooler today. I'm I'm very excited to be spending a lot of time in my backyard and riding my bike because it's gorgeous this time of year. So I won't waste any more of your time. We'll go ahead and get into the episode. And like I said, this is Satanic Panic in the RGV part two. Certain names have been changed in order to protect individuals whose lives might be endangered if revealed. When Chico rushed into his mother's bedroom recently pleading for help, it wasn't immediately clear what the problem was. Help me. Please help me. The boy cried, falling back on the bed and then beginning to shake violently. Suddenly he arose, then sat in a rigid, almost statue-like posture his face drawn and unemotional. He began to gaze around the room. Then slowly, he opened his mouth and started uttering strange words that made no sense. His mother, who was relating the story, said, We didn't know what was going on, but we knew it was something terrible, something evil. Chico laughed, (laughs) then cried, and then uttered the strange words all over again. Abruptly, he stood and told his mother he had been ordered to kill an old man. When she decided to take him to a nearby Catholic church, Chico became violent. He screamed, then fell on the pavement in convulsions. The priest told me he was on drugs, but I knew that wasn't true, she said. The youth was rushed to the hospital, where a urine test confirmed he had not consumed narcotics. A psychiatrist was brought in to examine him. Was this a psychotic breakdown? By all indications, it was. But what had happened? What had led to his break with reality? Actually, Chico's case is mild compared to other incidents of psychosis produced through involvement with Satanism. With 14-year-old Chico, it began innocently. A friend gave him a tape of the heavy metal rock group Metallica. Much of the group's music is said to be satanic. That's all he would listen to, said his mother during a recent interview. Soon afterwards, Chico, along with some of his junior high friends, began to explore satanic worship. His mother said he became obsessed with death and other morbid thoughts. She continued, He started drawing these horrible pictures, things like cow's heads with long horns and blood coming out of their eyes. 
He'd also draw skulls with knives coming out of them. All he would do is listen to heavy metal rock groups and read these strange comics about the devil. Since his initial breakdown, Chico has been on medication, and he has had, since the interview, two more violent episodes. He told a reporter that before his breakdown, he had been taken on several occasions to a home northwest of Mission where satanic rituals were performed. We wore black robes with red scarves, and we prayed to the devil, said the boy. Within the same week of his interview, a valley youth mysteriously took his own life. When police officers arrived, they found satanic graffiti scribbled on his bedroom walls. His arms also were tattooed with various Satanist symbols. Later, it was discovered the youth had been actively involved in devil worship. Circumstances surrounding the case have led investigators to speculate the death may have been associated with Satanism. Increasingly, residents in rural areas across the valley have reported strange gatherings near their homes. In one area on North Bryan Road near Mission, individuals have been spotted gathering late at night in an abandoned building hidden behind a wooden lot. Residents at three different houses near the deserted homestead said they have heard screams coming from the area several times after dark. On Halloween night, 1987, after residents heard what was described as horrible screams, the building mysteriously burned. Other locations are believed to have been used for conducting satanic rituals. A storage building near Mission High School, its walls covered with satanic graffiti, may have been such a site. A barn on North Alamo Road is also considered a meeting place. A remote area north of La Jolla was found littered with satanic paraphernalia, along with bones of animals believed to have been sacrificed. Police officers and other individuals involved in investigations of Satanism concur the practice in South Texas is on the rise. The Corpus Christi area has been confirmed by investigators as a coven, a satanic church, headquarters. Sources close to several investigations pursuing the more violent satanic covens agree that members of the Corpus Christi group have come to the valley, where new members are being initiated through various oath-takings and rituals. One informant told of attending a ritual. We were taken to this house in McAllen where we sacrificed a dog and then a goat. We drank an oath. It was wine mixed with feces and urine and sperm and some human blood. Some of the people said they had sex with a dead body a few days before. We were supposed to, but we didn't. A local minister who has investigated Satanism in the valley claims there are seven covens in Hidalgo and Cameron counties. They worship Thomas, son of Nimrod, said the minister, adding, it's actually from the Bible. The minister said some of the covens use potions on people for mind altering. He continued, they have started to use LSD in a form called windowpane acid during their rituals. The minister said at least one human sacrifice may have taken place and another was averted. The kids that have been exposed to it fear for their lives. If the word gets out, they're gone, he said. He told the story of a 14-year-old girl who was impregnated by a junior satanic priest. He said the coven planned to sacrifice the baby when it was five days old. The father is a drug dealer, and the young mother-to-be is scared to death. She didn't want to do anything, he said, adding the girl was taken out of the valley and currently is in hiding. In another case, a McAllen woman had her son taken away from her by her father, who allegedly is a satanic priest. 
The boy is now somewhere in Mexico, where, according to the mother, he is being prepared for sacrifice at some later date. A recent Monitor investigation has indicated the valley has possibly become a key area for transportation of children into other parts of the United States where they are used as sacrifices in satanic rituals. Other undercover sources confirm that what started as sheep, chicken, and cattle sacrifices has evolved into human sacrifices. Children are either stolen from Mexico or they are purchased and then used in satanic sacrifices, one source claimed. Yvonne Peterson of the San Antonio-based community outreach organization called Exodus recently presented a two-day seminar in McAllen to about 200 valley counselors, police, and psychologists. She gave several case histories of individuals who became involved in Satanism in the San Antonio area. In one case, a 12-year-old girl named Deidre was forced to sacrifice a newborn baby after becoming involved in satanic worship. Peterson said during the seminar that satanic cults are experts at recruiting the young. The youth need someone to believe in them. That's the teenager's plea. Their mothers and dads work two jobs in order to provide their kids with the best haircuts, best shoes, best of everything, but time. These kids come from split homes or have drug problems, etc. They're begging for someone to pay attention to them, to listen to them. The cults are very good at listening. If the parents aren't there, the cultists are, said Peterson. In Deidre's case, she was first baptized in a bathtub of cow's blood. Peterson continued, The satanic community does the same thing as Christians, except they do the opposite. For example, they consume real flesh to defile the communion. Everything is reversed. Evil is good. The baby Deidre helped to murder was stolen from an Indian reservation, Peterson said, adding, when the baby was brought in to the ritual, it was barely walking. Chris, Deidre's 18-year-old husband, who was also participating in the ceremony, at which about 20 people had gathered, cut the baby from neck to stomach. Then Deidre broke the infant's neck. Deidre was only 12 years old. Peterson said the reason for oath-takings is to debase the individual. The kids don't think they can be forgiven, so they feel hopeless and desperate. That's why people make animal or human sacrifices, because it will hold them to the coven forever. Many current satanic oaths are taken from rituals performed by African tribes. It is common to drink urine, blood, feces, sperm, and other body secretions. Eating human flesh is also common. Necrophilia is a common practice. In short, satanic rituals include the most perverse practices imaginable in an attempt to degrade participants and gain absolute control of their minds. Okay, so any of the context that I would have for this episode was included after the story in the last episode. Yeah, there's really not much context. Like, I mean, I just, it was in the last episode because it's the same subject, it's it's part two. I guess the only thing that I want to 
maybe touch on and I and I mentioned it in the last episode too is towards the end of that story was the mention and the what's the word I'm looking for I guess like the just basically the put down of like African culture and the the blame there you go the blame being put on like oh well it, it's these things that are seen in African culture and basically saying like the satanic activity here in the valley is the fault of African culture and people taking those rituals and using them here. And um, I don't think that that was fair. <laughs> um, you know, I've I've covered the Mark Kilroy story and the Constanzo cult, which I think I called him Mark Constanzo in the last episode. And his name is, it's it was Adolfo. His name is Adolfo, not Mark. But yeah, with that story, I did mention how Adolfo Constanzo was a believer of Palo Mayombe. Okay, and just to clarify, I'm jumping back in as I edit this to make this clear. Palo Mayombe, uh, really quick, just like the fastest definition on Google on Wikipedia says that it's known as Las Reglas de Congo. It's a religion with various denominations which developed in Cuba among enslaved Central African people and their descendants who originated in the Congo Basin. Denominations often referred to as branches of Palo include Mayombe, Monte, Briumba, and Kimbisa. So just to not do a disservice to uh, the religion like uh, has been done many times before because people have tied it to the Constanzo cult. Um, but even then, there have been experts on Palo Mayombe that were like, no, what Adolfo Constanzo was doing was not representative of Palo Mayombe. So, I mean, yeah, you can, even if if these murderers are like, yeah, this is this is the religion that I'm using and this is where I'm getting my inspiration from, you still have to consider that they may be doing it wrong you know it's kind of like when christian people are like i'm a christian i'm a believer of jesus christ and god and i believe in all the things they say but then they go on to be like racist and homophobic and transphobic and bigoted and they hate immigrants and it's like i think you're doing christianity wrong so it's like the same thing you know a lot of the times these murderers they're they say that they're that they practice this religion or this practice but they're doing it completely wrong so i don't know maybe it may have been that that wherever this uh person that wrote these stories was getting their source is from they were seeing that like that was the practice that they were claiming or that's where they were taking their 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 practices from but i think there also maybe should have been a clarification that you know a murderer is just a murderer you can't like you know people murder in the name of different things but it doesn't automatically make you know i'm i'm not exactly sure what i'm no i know what i'm trying to say i'm trying to say that we cannot blame people's actions on something that we don't understand there are things that, yes, we can place blame on because we understand it. But if we don't understand something like an African religion, we can't just say, well, I don't get that. And like, it, it, it looks scary to me. So it's, it's that it's, it's, it's their fault. It's a long <laughs> way for me to say that essentially. And um, I think it's something that I hadn't mentioned about the Mark Kilroy story is that, yes, Adolfo Constanzo and his cult, they practiced a version of Palo Mayombe. But as I mentioned earlier... Uh, and as is relevant to this episode, I think as well, is that um, people, you know, they'll they'll pretty much bastardize what they can get their hands on to justify what they're doing. I guess that's the context for that. <laughs> but um, like I said earlier, if you want to see the uh, screenshot or the the copy of the of that story that I just read from the monitor, um, you can find that in the Susto Google Docs if you have access to the Patreon. Uh, that's patreon.com slash podcast, at which you will, I think, as I mentioned again earlier, you will want to check out because I have those exclusive 
uh, planchette pens that are so, so cute. And I cannot wait for you all to get them and to see people wearing them. Okay, so uh, just before we leave, before we finish this off, I have something planned for the 29th that I think is really cool. It's going to be a little bit different, but I'm excited for you all to listen to that one. I need something for the episode for the 15th. So, I mean, if you have a suggestion, go ahead and let me know. As always, if you have your own scary stories or content, whether it's pictures, videos, recordings, what have you, send those to me through the social medias. You can also email me at sustapodcast at gmail.com. And you can also get that to me by leaving a five-star review on Apple Podcasts and leaving your story in the review if you listen on there. Stay safe, stay healthy, take care of yourself, take care of each other, and don't talk to strangers, okay? Bye.